Welcome to the Tweet Trends Podcast. Hey, Yvette, what's trending today? Hey, I'm Yvette. Hey, girl. And you are tuned into Tweet Trends. It's the quickest way to find out what's trending today. Hey, welcome back to Tweet Trends. Today is National Wait Staff Day. So let's get started. You know, it wasn't until I started working in the food and beverage industry that I realized what it was really like. I just assumed that they got paid like everybody else, not knowing that in most cases they rely heavily on tips. And um, (laughs) the place that I worked in was a cyber cafe at the beginning of this whole Internet thing. And so it seemed like it was going to be so awesome. Like the guy that owned the place, he just knew for sure that this was going to be a big hit. However, he did not do his homework on location. And location means a lot because we didn't get the type of foot traffic that he thought we would. And therefore, unless people knew we were there, they didn't come. And therefore, the business didn't last long at all. But when it was there, I didn't get paid a whole lot because we only got paid a couple of dollars an hour and everything else was supposed to come from tips. But because we weren't getting many people, we kind of milled around and wiped tables down. And, you know, every now and then there would be the occasional person that would come in with their computer and wanting, you know, to use the Wi-Fi that we had. But outside of that, um, actually, you know what? I don't even know if we had Wi-Fi. It may have been cords that you could actually plug into. (laughs) It was that long ago. (laughs) Anyway, um, yeah. So I got a great appreciation for waitstaff from having a job in the industry. And I think that everybody should have to work and in some type of food and beverage beverage industry at some point in their life so that they can get an understanding and a better feel for what that life is like. And if they did, I think they would get treated a lot better because people would understand that, yes, the struggle is real. So speaking of the struggle, I just want to remind everybody that everybody that says they are for you may not be for you. They may be for self and they're trying to camouflage it as if they're really doing whatever that they are doing for your benefit, for your sake. And that's not the case. And I say that because I started recording way late today for the simple fact that I kept hearing different stories about situations where people in this state and that state, this restaurant and the next restaurant, where people have been attacking the wait staff for weird reasons. Um, One was um, a Red Lobster and the... The customer attacked the wait staff, called the police, and then told the police that the person working at the restaurant was the one that had attacked them. And they were mad because they had a long wait on Mother's Day to pick up a meal. And it's like, you know, it's frustrating because I feel like this whole COVID situation, yes, I had to go there to COVID because there's less than nine degrees of separation between everything and COVID. There's like one degree of separation. Everything relates to COVID nowadays. And it seems that people are 
they're they're getting confused. They're confusing inconvenience with oppression. They feel like you can't make me wear a mask because I'm an American. You can't make me do this. You can't make me do that. And you're going to do this and you're going to do that because guess what? I am an American. But what does that really mean when you're saying it to what? Another American? <laughs> you know, and, and granted, there is a large portion of the food and beverage industry, wait staff um, that are minorities. And so when, when you hear somebody say that to someone that is possibly a minority, you, you're kind of like, uh, what were you trying to get at when you said that? Because do, do you know anything about them? Just because I'm black, then do you automatically assume I'm African? You know, because Africa don't want nothing to do with me. I'm telling you, <laughs> I'm just being serious. You know that. I, so, I mean, it, it's it's really sad that this whole idea that because I'm an American and I feel like I'm being oppressed because you won't let me go to to get my hair done or or get a drink at the bar, you won't let me do all these things right now, and I should be able to do it. Do you know what that sounds like? Little whiny babies. Now, don't get me wrong. I would love to go out to a restaurant, to go to a bar and get a drink. That would be like so cool to do right now. But for me, honestly, I feel like this whole rush to open up the country back again because the economy and, you know, uh, I, I, I value people's lives more than what I value the economy. I feel like we can work around the economy situation, but we can't work around the loss of life because once life is lost, then it's gone. There's no getting it back. We can get the economy back. We've done it before. We can do it again. And so when you have these lower wage workers, especially those people in wait staff, that, you know, you have these politicians that are like, they need to go back to work. They want to work. They want to work. Uh, I hear you, but it sounds like you're self-serving there. It does not sound like you're trying to take care of them because although there are policies in place that are, well, let me say this, that are supposed to be in place, what are the checks and balances to make sure that there's proper enforcement of these policies? Sure, stores are seeing that they're cleaning more and whatnot, but what does that really mean? And who's coming behind them to check? I mean, like my husband, he doesn't work in the food and beverage industry, but he does work as um, uh, essential personnel. Gosh, couldn't even think of the word. Um, and therefore, they have rules in place about wearing masks in the workplace. And quite often they don't do it to the point where he wanted to talk about a Corona contingency plan. Like what are we going to do? We don't want it to catch us off guard, but should he end up catching it? What, what next? What, what are our next steps going to be? And I feel the same way for wait staff, you know, if they have to be out there and you've got customers that are refusing to wear a mask or they want to call the cops because you can't make me wear a mask. Oh, yes, we can, because this is technically private property and, you know, you can be considered trespassing if you don't follow our rules. So it should be as simple as that, but it doesn't always work out that way. But seriously, 
Who is really, really looking out for these people? Who's got their backs? I mean, we love the wait staff when they're serving it up, dishing it up, you know, giving us all our favorite food and drinks. But seriously, guys, do you have their back? All right. Well, that was today's episode of Tweet Trends. Do me a favor. Hop in your car. Make sure you are dressed to the nines with your most fabulous looking COVID fighting face mask. Head on over to your favorite restaurant. Order up. Actually, order before you leave so that you can pick it up when you get there. You don't want to hang around. And when you receive that meal, make sure you tip the waitstaff heavily. Tip them heavily to show them that you appreciate the fact that they are out there today taking a chance taking a serious chance, not only for themselves, but as far as their families go as well. Because if they catch it, they could end up giving it to their entire family. So appreciate them. Show that you appreciate them by tipping them well and doing the right thing. Speaking of doing the right thing, head on over to Twitter and follow me at HeyEvette. That's at H-E-Y-E-V-E-T-T-E. Or just look for the hashtag Tweet Trends. See you later. Have a great Memorial Day weekend. Bye.